0: Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Always happy to go out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity line when Danny Mack, the Cardinals broadcaster for Bally Sports Midwest, is on the other line. Dan, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. How you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, wish we were uh, talking a little bit more baseball, but hey, that's the way it goes, so we head to the offseason, and away we go.
0: Uh, that is that. That is an unfortunate reality of the way that this thing works. It came and went so fast, Dan, and if you had to take anything from that series, if there's kind of a big-picture takeaway for you, uh, especially heading into the offseason, it's what?
2: Big guys got a hit. You know, Nolan Arnauto, Paul Goldschmidt, they've got a hit, and the Cardinals, You know, in game two, they only allowed four hits and still lost the game. So it just tells me when those guys hit like they did in the beginning of the season, of the regular season, uh, and you had Tommy Edmond get on in front of them and Brendan Donovan at times, they would be brought in and they would win games. And when those guys are shut down, uh, you've got to find other people to to step up. They didn't have that, and that's why they're they're playing golf now. But that was my number one key in the series was, Clearly, you know, Wheeler and, and Nola are going to get their innings in. They're going to be tough. Uh, but will the big guys at the Cardinals show up and hit? And unfortunately for them, they got cold in two games, and that was all she wrote.
1: Dan, I feel like we say this every offseason that, you know, this is going to be an intriguing one with, for the Cardinals. But considering the situation that they went through with the postseason and now with no Yachty and no Pujols and Wayno's up, options up in the air, how intriguing of an offseason is this for you?
2: It's very intriguing. Um, you've got to figure out a catcher. Is, is it in-house? Uh, do you go out of house? Is that via trade? Is that free agency um, I, I think there's a lot of what-ifs. If this guy's healthy, if this guy can get back, you know they're, they're going to be good in their rotation, but do you need to go out and get that number one guy? What is your feeling of Tyler O'Neill? Uh, can you count on him? Can he be there every single day? Uh, which he wasn't at the end of the season, and it cost him. Where are you with Dylan Carlson? Is he still the, the prospect that you thought that he was and he is? I, I firmly believe he is, but that's something to, to keep in mind. Jordan Walker going into spring training. What's a legitimate shot for him to be a part of this team? Do you go out and look at the free agent market at shortstop? So these are all things that I think are on the table. Obviously, the first uh, order of business, I would assume, would be to wrap up the opt-out of Arnato's of and, and however that, is going to be configured in the back end and maybe adding a year and some money, whatever the case may be and how they do it. But uh, that's probably number one. And then some of the other issues I just mentioned is uh, certainly on the table for the Cardinals.
0: Dan, I've spent most of my day so far looking <laughs> through the free agent list of who this team could acquire. He's got so, a whole notebook of it, yeah, Dan. I've got these ready to go. We can talk about these another time. But uh, on in terms of the free agents that the Cardinals have on their roster right now, what is your gut feel on what adam wainwright's future holds
2: i think he comes back that's my gut feeling i don't have any inside information with this um i think it's an educated gut feel from what i saw and from people i talked to whether it be during the season or at the end of the season but I, I believe he feels there's unfinished business i also feel that he wants to get to 200 wins and i think you know on a personal level him going out on his own terms and being the only one going out not with albert and with uh Yachty, I think that'd be cool to see too. And I, I would imagine maybe he wouldn't admit to this, but I would imagine maybe that's in the back of his mind, but that that's where I am with it. I, I think he wants to come back. And I, I think 200 wins is very, very important to him. Now, I understand that when you vote for the hall of fame, it's not about wins and losses anymore. It's about strikeouts and your innings and your ERA. And, and I agree with that. I mean, you could have a game earlier this season where Wayno goes nine innings and loses one to nothing. And then you have a game in which Wayno gives you five and gives up six and he picks up a win, right? That's baseball. However, he values wins. I still value wins to an extent, maybe not as much as some of the others. Um, but I think 200 for him is very, very important.
0: If he ends up coming back, Dan, are you good with a rotation of what they basically ended with, which is Flaherty, Michaelis, Mats, Montgomery, and Wayno? Is that is that a good enough uh, top five for you going into the next season?
2: Well, I think we've seen in, in postseason play here you got to have a guy. So, if, and this goes back to if if Jack Flaherty is healthy and comes back to being what Jack Flaherty can be, you have that guy. If not, then maybe you've got to be creative and go out and try to find that guy. And I, I'm not sure who that would be. And maybe there's somebody from the minor leagues that would emerge too. I think there's some promising guys that they look at that could help this team. Um, but as we've seen, you know, a season takes so many twists and turns. I mean, what if Zach Thompson goes in your rotation and all of a sudden becomes a stud? Could happen. And I'm just throwing that out as, a, as an example. You just don't know uh, when you're doing these things of how it's going to turn out. But I, I do believe you need a number one, you need an ace, and maybe Flaherty's that guy. Maybe it's Michaelis. You know, Michaelis gave you 200-plus innings, uh, was always against the seemed like the top number one of the opposing team and kept you into games and probably doesn't get enough credit for that. But I look at what they did in, in the games against the, uh, the Phillies. It wasn't about their starting pitching. Their starting pitching was fine. It was just a matter of the blow-up in game one, and then the fact is they just didn't hit in games one or two.
1: Dan, speaking of a guy, I think Cardinals fans are really hoping that Jordan Walker becomes that guy for the outfield. And I know there's a lot of unknowns right now of what that could look like and a lot of ifs, as as you mentioned, but do you see Jordan Walker as being an impactful player with that outfield next season?
2: I think at some point he will be. Uh, I think they're going to give him every opportunity to make the club out of spring, maybe even to maybe take the pressure off him, but maybe say, hey, if he pushes his way onto this roster, we're we're not going to hold him back. And I would imagine that's their mindset right now because even down in the Arizona Fall League, I was looking at some of the stats and things that he's doing there. And again, when you're at the Arizona Fall League, those are guys that are either have been in the big leagues and are prospects or the top prospects of other organizations. So you're, you're going to talk about a number of players that are there right now currently that will be on major league rosters next year. You're talking about top major league talent potentially And he's among the best that are down there. So I I would think if he forces his way onto the roster, it'll be an impactful move that uh, is made immediately. And you're going to feel that presence. And when he's here, he's here to play. He's not here to sit or rotate. He's going to play. And that ties into the future of some of the other outfielders that they have. And maybe they get creative in what they want to do to create space for Jordan Walker. But I I would think that he's got to be on the radar as a guy that uh, potentially can make this club next
0: year. We're talking to Danny Mac for just another couple of minutes here on one Oh one ESPN. Dan, if I told you I'm putting you in charge and I know you've always said if, if I, you were in charge, <laughs> they'd be way over budget, <laughs> you, but you'd be finding a way to win some games. Dan, if I said you could add one significant player this off season, like I I'm, I'm giving you the budget to not go to the Aaron judge level where you're giving out $300 million, but you okay. Can give, that's my guy. <laughs> you, you, you don't have that, but you can get like a five year deal. That's worth 20, $25 million per year, or a, a one year deal. That's a sizable margin up front. If I gave that to you, what is a player or a position that you would be targeting going into the off
2: Probably a number one starter. Um, and a guy that is just a horse, a legitimate, number one, like you acquire him and you're like, that's, that's the guy. Um, I would look in that direction, uh, just because I, I think there's some ifs in that rotation, as we talked about. Um, and there's some, you know, the gray area with who you have coming back and whether or not they do come back, but I, I'd go out and get myself a legitimate number one, because anytime you have a legitimate number one, you have a chance to win a series, or if you have a legitimate number one, you stop losing streaks too. So a horse like that would be somebody I'd look at because I I do think the lineup's going to be fine. And if you look at what they did last year, barring the two games against the Phillies, you know, they're top three top five in a lot of offensive categories in the national league. So the offense was fine. Um, not great at times, sometimes spectacular like that run they had in August, but go get me a number one. And I'm not sure that guy's out there. And I'm not sure they have a willingness to spend for that, but if it's there, that'd be the direction I'd go. I don't know if you guys agree, but that's where I'm at.
0: No, I'm with you on that one too, Dan. Uh, I said earlier today, if Jacob deGrom or Justin Verlander are willing to take sure. a one-year deal worth, like even call it $40 million, yeah. and the Cardinals had the money to spend, I don't know if they do, but if they did and that's in the budget, I'd go cheap at every other position and say, let's do it. Yeah. But let's see what that looks like at the front end of the rotation. Be great at one yeah. position. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it's just there's so many things that happen when you get a number one, and certainly in postseason play that happens too. Uh, but just through the course of 162, if that number one gives you 30 starts and say the team goes 20 and 10 in those starts, now you're a fifth of the way there, over a fifth of the way of, of having a chance to win a division or get into postseason play. You got to get around, you know, right around that 90 win mark and you get 20 team wins out of that guy. That's, that's saying a lot, if not more.
1: Dan, before we let you go, if you don't mind helping me put this to rest, because I've been fighting this battle since the beginning of the season, do you have any concerns that Nolan Arenado is going to opt out? You can give a one word answer here. No. <laughs> Thank you. Glad we're on the same page, Thank you, there. Dan. Dan, you're no, the best. I, I
2: don't. And I'll tell you this I, and there's some background to this. Um, number one, it's got to be done financially that makes sense for everybody. And to enhance, you know, there's a reason you have opt outs in there. It's either you want to stay or you want to go obviously or you can use it for leverage and players do that that's that's the well uh, that's the the way it works in in the business side of sports but i can tell you if you take that away from it in talking with nolan and talking with his wife um she was on a couple of trips at, at the times this season they love it in st louis i mean they love it and nolan is a baseball rat and You're just not going to find many spots in which you can go where the place is packed and baseball is front and center and you're admired and loved and beloved, And that's him. I mean, uh, I think it's very important for him to stay with the Cardinals from the Cardinals perspective, obviously, but I, I know he wants to be here. So if that, if he wants to be here, he'll be here. And I I don't think there's going to be
1: any problem with that. Thank you, Dan.
0: Dan, appreciate the time. As always, man, you are the absolute best. It was a, a privilege to be able to hear your calls this year on Albert and the history that he was able to do so thanks for joining us throughout the season looking forward to having you uh, with us as we start up this off season.
2: I look forward to it too and thanks for the kind words always fun to visit with you guys and we'll uh, catch you up next week
1: Peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world class instructors we're going to pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of